And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White, turning myself in the thing. <laughs> if you didn't know, this is a premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Welcome. We are on the eve, 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 eve of Christmas Eve. It's Monday, I think. The cat is looking at me from the doorway. Don't know why she's sitting on the uh, cowboy's uh, doormat I have in front of the door. Weird situation here I got with doormats. I, I bought a doormat at Target a couple weeks ago. My first, thank you, uh, at my first one couple, and then, uh, but I've had this novelty Cowboys doormat for a decade and a half, 15 years as they call it. Hey, let's get to the stories. This is a late episode, so let's get to it. Welcome back. Episode 186. Maybe. Who knows? Let's do it. This first story, you've probably heard this, uh, so uh, why not talk about it again? This is from the New York Times, written by Mike Ives. Tom Cruise erupts at Mission Impossible crew over COVID-19 breach. So, Mr. Cruise, shooting a movie over there in Cheerio, London. <laughs> why do they call it Cherry London if uh, it's always raining? Anyway, they're shooting a movie over there in the UK where there's a new strain of the uh, COVID-19, which is very scary to hear. Even if this vaccine is coming out still. But you see strains all the time. Look, it's a scary thing. Can we not be scared? I just came back from dropping my ballot off at the uh, library here in Atlanta. The one library. At the Ponce Library over there on Ponce Delano Avenue. I don't know if that's the road. Uh, traffic abound. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I had to walk over to. I parked. I parked in this far off neighborhood, and then well, it's not even far off. It's just a, a couple of blocks over. And I walked over to the library and uh, I saw this line of people just waiting to vote, and I was so concerned about ballot intimidation. <laughs> In this very liberal neighborhood. Uh, also very hot outside. I wore a leather jacket on top of this uh, this uh, pullover and uh, button-up I'm wearing. And uh, I knew it was going to be warm, but Jiminy Christmas. It's, my watch is telling me 54, but which means it's probably 60-something. <laughs> Garmin watches uh, are always good on satellites, bad on degrees. So, Tom Cruise, let's get back to this. He had a little bit of a, not, I wouldn't call him a meltdown, but uh, there were people not following the protocols and just a couple of people. And, um, and, and he, he exploded on them. He, he cursed at them, uh, said this and said that. Uh, I would play a little snippet, but I just don't have the link. Uh, all right, here we go from the sun. Maybe I'll play a little snippet. But, there's a lot of people, you might hear a little buzzing, I'm sorry about that, who were commenting on this, who don't work in the industry, and some who do, that are saying, oh, Tom shouldn't have done that, and Tom, Tom is a, should know better. Here's, 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 some, here's some of the audio coming up right here when the laptop loads it up. Baby, gigabit internet on a 2015. We are the gold standard. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us! 
because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. I just think it's insurance so. companies, producers. He's taking it so personally. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. And uh, at one point, uh, that's enough, that's 30 seconds. Uh, at one point, he starts chastising people uh, directly. But before that, prior to that, he says he, wanted to, he won't accept any uh, uh, apologies, no apologies. And he says, you can tell it to the people that are losing their effing homes because our industry is shut down. And he's right. <clears throat> we are at a point uh, where California is about to shut back down. New York is uh, shutting back down. UK is shutting back down because of this new strain. Uh, because... Of the, of the virus and people seem to think this chair just keeps every time I move it just shrinks uh, am I fat because <laughs> people seem to think that uh, the pandemic means nothing or they get a little bit comfortable and they don't know what they're doing they don't notice that they're moving closer to each other the problem is that these guys were in so close to each other and Tom had seen it like they were looking at the computer and, and Tom had just seen enough uh, and, he, and he screamed at them uh, a couple of days later, five of the crew left. Uh, what Tom threatened them was, he said, if I see it again, you're fired and you're fired and you're going to make him lose his job, so you're going to be fired too. Um, uh, there's no surprise on this. I 100% agree with Tom Cruise. I don't see any issue with what he did. Um, the movie had already shut down at least one other time. I think twice, but I th- but at least one other. No, it shut down once, You know, obviously when the shutdown started, but at least it shut down a couple of months ago because there was there were was an infection on the set and people just don't see people just wanted you know if you did the industry is shut down people are not working in the entertainment industry so you know barring every other industry the the entertainment industry is just just uh it's walking a tightrope right now and if you can't understand that then maybe i mean leave the job and maybe somebody else can you know fill in that role because there are people who you know there are there are gaffers who will do their best at camera work there are PAs that will literally do anything there are producers who can uh who can do assistant directing who could like there's everybody's multifaceted and they will learn the job if it means that they have the job but if you if you are so inept and so blind to what is going on uh, in the industry and that you can't see that like hey maybe we need to take this a little bit more seriously or else you know one of the other 10,000 people that can do this job will have this job they're gonna take that job um, and and it's so crazy to have people who aren't in the industry say oh Tom Tom shouldn't have done that you should think about how their mental health no that, that means nothing right now <laughs> that means truly nothing doesn't it, uh, it doesn't matter how they feel it doesn't matter how how uh, what they think they should just follow the rules because if not someone's going to come in and take that job and you know Tom's a producer on that movie and he can make it happen um so anyway I just uh, I just thought that was a very interesting uh article that happened and and then you know people uh, obviously you know there are people like me who supported him uh, Ava DuVernay Roy Wood Jr you know, they probably didn't agree with the rhetoric with how he did it. You know, all the hardcore cursing, but who cares? <laughs> you know, who cares at this point? Speaking of COVID outbreaks, this comes from Variety, and I think there's an update to it too. 
I'm not entirely sure. Mythic Quest. Maybe I should just type in Mythic Quest. This comes from Variety, written by Jean Mattis and Elaine Lowe. Mythic Quest crew members angered by producers' response to COVID outbreak. Uh, okay. So the show Mythic Quest is created by uh, Rob McElhaney, and it stars him. And uh, there was there were several positive tests of COVID a couple of weeks ago. And uh, McElhaney just doesn't seem to get it. Uh, he wrote he, uh, in, his, in a, a staff memo to staff, staff memo to staff. For as alarming as this sounds, we have been expecting this for weeks. The numbers in the country are spiking and consequently our numbers are doing the same. But to date, there remains zero evidence of any transmission at work. Our set continues to be one of the safest places you can uh, be outside of your homes. Apparently, there is no evidence. Uh, one of the people who tested positive on the set said uh, they disagree with that. <laughs> Several other crew members uh, did the same thing. The outbreaks have become uh, widespread in Los Angeles County where the show is uh, shot. I believe it's on the CBS lot. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember. I might be pulling it out of my butt. But in Los Angeles County alone, and this is this is four days ago, so this might be even bigger with more than 22,000 cases and 138 deaths reported on Wednesday of last week both single day records I've been hearing people refer to this as a uh, we're having 9-11s every day <laughs> and again I'm not that sensitive of a person but I'm thinking eh, maybe we shouldn't refer to it as 9-11 every day <laughs> 9-11 every day <laughs> I would title it that I would title this episode that but I'm not going to do that because I, this is it. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, jobs, I dig. What? This isn't. I'm going to use this part as an Instagram breakout, and uh, we'll see if if it makes any sense to anybody. That's apparently all that people watch is the Instagram breakout part. <laughs> uh, in a response to the story, McElhaney's reps provided a variety with a statement from CTEH. The environmental consulting firm hired to oversee the production's COVID protocols. Uh, basically, what they did was just defend themselves. Uh, we need, again, Hollywood Hollywood has to take this seriously. Um, and, uh, and yeah, things are going to be different for a little bit. And, but we'll get back to the way we make movies and TV shows and Things won't premiere, have to premiere on streaming services anymore, and they won't have to be made um, with at arm's length anymore. Arm's width. That's six feet, right? All right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's see. All right. When we'll come back, we'll have some more stories, and we'll talk about Tim Cook, something that I finally agree with him on. Here we go. We're going to break right now. And we're back to the show where I don't aim my mouth at the microphone. Here is a lyrical song for you, cat. Don't rub your body on the tripod. Hey, come here. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the episode. I guess you didn't want to be on camera. 
<laughs> she just ran away from me. I was trying to pull the cat on camera. All right, let's get back to this. To this show. Netflix has an audio-only mode for those who only want to listen to audio-like things. <laughs> this comes from <laughs> Engadget, written by Steve Dent. So Netflix has been, likes to, likes to um, experiment with, uh, with, especially with their Android, with the mobile apps, I would say mostly, but especially with the Android stuff. And they have, there is an, uh, a mode in the app now where you can play audio only. If you want, you can, have, you can turn the video off and by tapping a button on the player, it makes the screen go black. You can also control the app, the mode from within the app settings by selecting a setting called audio only. Tapping that will give you the option between always on, headphones or external speakers and off. It'll cut down on your data and let you listen to programs while you're doing something else. Now, this would only obviously work for things like documentaries, uh, things that aren't visual heavy, but uh, I think it's an, I think it's an interesting add-on. Uh, they added something that YouTube already does. They added something, I would say, about a year ago that, that had a huge fervor with it, that people were angry because they added this. Uh, the ability to speed up um, playback of a show or a movie whatever you're watching. And uh, while that's great for, you know, a product, a product review on YouTube or, you know, something that doesn't need that much attention, the auteurs who create these movies and shows were rightly angered by such a development in the app. Uh, and it makes sense because you don't, you, you, sh you like you shouldn't want to watch uh, Casino Royale at two times the speed. Because that way you're not giving the full effect of the movie. Same thing for, uh, I don't know what's on there. The, uh, I don't know. What shows are on there? Russian Doll. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything. Russian Doll. Uh, you wouldn't want to watch, you know, such a good show at two times speed, turning 30 minute episodes into 15 minutes. Um, it just seems disrespectful. But this audio only mode doesn't affect anybody. Like, obviously, you're not going to do that. You're not going to turn on audio only for an episode of Frasier and then go for a walk, <laughs> which <laughs> would be, I would call the police if, if I, someone ever did that. Uh, I, guess, I, I guess I'll go for a walk. Uh, am I going to listen to the radio? Am I going to listen to a podcast? Am I going to listen to music? No, I think I'm going to download an episode of Frasier and I'm going to walk and listen to it. <laughs> okay. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, we got another thing, podcast statistics. I think I saw this within an article um, for something else, and I don't know what the article was, but this comes from Oberlo. This is podcast statistics for 2020 going into 2021. These are things you need to know. And I just thought this was interesting. There are currently 850,000 podcasts. This comes from Podcast Insights that were done this year. There are 850,000 active podcasts and over 30 million podcast episodes. Podcast listeners in the U.S. More than half of U.S. consumers above the age of 12 listen to podcasts. That's from Stated, Stated, Statista 2019. Number three. Most popular device used to listen to podcasts, obviously a phone, but 65% of podcast listeners use portable devices 
likes phones or tablets. People, white people listen to podcasts. Nearly three out of every four podcast listeners in the U.S. say they tune in to learn new things. Uh, that does not explain why the murder podcast are so popular. <laughs> what is this, number five? Yeah, number five. 32% of Americans listen to podcasts on a monthly basis. Number six, where podcasts are consumed. 90% of listeners listen to podcasts from the comfort of their own home. This comes from Edison Research in 2019. So this is pre-pandemic. So this is uh, probably, you know, came out in 2019. So probably a 2018 study they did that people listen to podcasts at home. I would think in the car. In fact, let me see if there's a... uh, Podcasts are also being consumed while on the move with 64%, 49%, and 37% of listeners also choosing to tune in while in the car or truck, walking around, and commuting, respectively. Interesting. Brands discovery via podcasts. More than half of listeners are at least somewhat more likely to consider buying from a brand after hearing its advertisement on a podcast. Uh, and I would love to see a, a statistic within that one that says uh, uh, 90% of those brands are all subscription-based, <laughs> which is true. Number eight, podcasts and ad revenues. Podcast advertising revenues are expected to surpass $1 billion in 2021. That is on par with what I've seen. Podcast statistics times spent 82.4% of listeners spend more... She must have just pooped. Spend more than seven hours a week listening to podcasts. I don't know why you're meowing over there or chirping. Average number of podcasts consumed. The average weekly podcast listener subscribes to an average of six shows and listens to seven shows per week. Wow. Interesting. So I just thought those were good uh, podcast uh, numbers. Obviously, this show is a part of that. 850,000 active, which is so insane. Like I just, like when Conan came about, it was 700,000, I believe. And that was a year and a half ago. Uh, But now it's, you know, every famous person worth their weight in gold has a a podcast. And I've never used that term before. So, you know, it's serious. (laughs) And it just, it has become a less special medium where uh, comedians, I think I just heard her take a bite of some food, uh, where comedians were mostly comedians and, uh, you know, other and other figures were, were living and thriving and now they have to fight among the rest. I mean, you know, in that same vein, I just saw that uh, I, su- I subscribed to the Report of the Week on YouTube and it's a guy who reviews fast food. Uh, I don't eat fast food. And, but he's a very interesting person. <laughs> he wears suits, <laughs> like hand-me-down suits that are too big for him, and he's just a nice guy. Um, and so I like I like to watch his videos. And he just reviewed today uh, a Mr. Beast burger. And Mr. Beast is a YouTuber who uh, essentially, you know, has wacky premises for videos and gives away large sums of money that his that you know sponsors will give him 
like he'll give away 40 cars to a 40 millionth subscriber or he'll buy an island for a friend like a real island uh, he'll give away a million dollars to people so uh, it's real money and it's real things and he has to pay taxes on all stuff uh, and just like you when you get that like when he gives away a house he ha- they have to pay taxes his friends have to pay taxes on those houses or whatever um, anyway he reviewed the Mr. Beast burger pop up uh, 300 restaurants across the United States and uh, there is one in Georgia but it's an Alpharetta which is 40 minutes north. Uh, I don't understand why it's in Alpharetta and not in at least Atlanta, <laughs> Buckhead, you know? But it's interesting that he has that kind of power and pool. And so you see that, you know, no matter what area of the industry you're in, and I guess, and I guess I'll call him entertainment industry, but uh, I have such a big issue with that <laughs> right now. But, um, but he's he's successful, and I like him. He's he's not a, a turd like um, other YouTubers. Um, I, but you know, just being able to have that kind of man, like if you had that kind of reach in the world, you know, he's got he's got tens of millions of subscribers on YouTube, and and uh, yeah, and he and he and he can jump, he can jump, you know, from he can play, he can uh, he can he can you know, do these gimmick videos and give away money or shoes or clothes or, you know, and, and video game consoles. And then he can play video games on YouTube and people will still watch that. And then he can, you know, do a burger pop up or, you know, have a, I don't know, a Netflix show, which will probably happen at some point. And yeah, I'll be struggling. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, what I'm saying is that anybody can do these things Whatever, who cares? <laughs> this final one comes from the New York Times, written by Ben Smith. Uh, Apple TV is uh, is trying to bolster its offerings on Apple TV Plus, and what's interesting here is that uh, uh, they there was a show that was being created by a couple of people who created Gawker. No, excuse me, who were editors at Gawker, and they had an idea that was kind of like creating Gawker for a TV show. Basically, they were, ma- they were making a show about Gawker. Uh, and then uh, Tim Cook killed it for good reason. And if you don't agree with this, you're a, a, a dick. Uh, it was uh, Gawker outed him for being gay when it didn't need to. And it's also done, it's also, it's also ruined a lot of lives for a lot of people. So why would you want to support that? But Cord Jefferson who uh, who also wrote and created the Watchmen limited series, and Max Reed, who was the former editor in chief, were created to the uh, we're going to create the show. Leah Beckman and Emma Carmichael were going to be the writers, and they'd already completed several episodes. Wow, Jesus. Um, Mr. Cook, according to people, briefed on the email, was surprised to learn that his company was making a show about Gawker, which had humiliated the company at various times and famously outed him back in 2008 as gay. He expressed a distinctly negative view toward Gawker, the people said. Apple proceeded to kill the project. And now the show is back on the market and the executive who brought it in, Lane Eskridge, has left the company. Gawker, it seems, is making trouble again. I mean, I just don't, I don't think, I don't know why anybody thought this was going to be a good idea. I don't, and I hope nobody picks up this show. I don't care how much I like Core Jefferson, but 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a good writer, but I don't think this is. And he used to be. He used to write for the uh, website, but I don't think this is the the right idea. You know, um, yes, we're yes, we should be about um, accepting the flaws and and looking and and looking into why you know people would do these things or you know write write these horrible things about people. But I mean, Gawker is just a horrible horrible website. Like I, Jesus, it's like it's like why make a movie about Dick Cheney? When he was a horrible person, um, but we apparently it has to happen. Uh, but Vice is—I like Vice. Never want to see it again. <laughs> the only Adam McKay movie I never want to see again. Actually, those are a few. <laughs> uh, kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but now, from beyond the grave, Gawker is a revealing reality in its era of media consolidation that the chief executive of one of the biggest companies in the world who testifies before Congress and negotiates with China also decides what television shows get made. Uh, Apple obviously does declined to comment. And then it goes on to talk about uh, Apple and Apple's grip on television. Anyway, I just thought those were interesting stories. I mean, that could be the title of this show. I, I just, I thought those were interesting stories. What a story. Where'd the cat go? Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, seaplescomedy.com, where we've got interviews with your favorite comedians. You can also head to youtube.com slash seaplescomedy to see a video version of this show where also is located... News time. <laughs> Bad English. I am. <laughs> Bad English. I am. Um, you can where you can find uh, news time. News time is our premier uh, website. New, news time is our premier show. I like the Daily Show, but bad. Where I take one topic and I examine it thoroughly. Uh, it's the last episode of the year. The last uh, proper episode of the year before the bloopers in the uh, state of comedy. And it's about the HBO Max slash Warner Brothers picture simultaneous release deals. Um, I decided to wait for that one because I thought that because uh, more information was coming out day and day and day every single day. So, but now it's kind of solved because not solved, but now basically everything is out. And we'll see what happens next year if all the movies come out on HBO Max. I don't think so. I think about halfway through the year, especially when vaccines are getting more and more uh, prevalent, um, I think, you know, by fall, they'll say, okay, no more movies on HBO Max. I think I think that's what's going to happen. But I think it is going to damage the, uh, the industry for what it is. Um, okay. Yeah, there you go. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Seagulls Comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe. Rate. Review this podcast. Literally, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher. Tune in. The rest. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Oh, I have to pull up the whatchamacallit. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Merry Christmas. And we'll see if there's an episode this week. Probably not. Bye. <laughs>